The helicopters are a band that have loomed over our band since day one. By the time we got going, the helicopters had already been on the scene for two years. Their influence, their importance, should never be overlooked. Despite their long absence, one can't simply regard them as a footnote to a forgotten scene. They were monumentally important when it came to the survival of rock and roll during the lean 90s and early 2000s. Renewing it, recharging it, reclaiming it, and pushing it forward. The helicopters linked entire scenes together, entire genres together, and entire continents together. They were the bridge, much like Motorhead had been, within the hard music community that made rock and roll palatable for metalheads. Of course, largely through the association of Nicky Anderson's other band, Entombed. Punk rockers, garage punk rockers, and rock and rollers alike gravitated to their sound. That's why when our band gets flack from self-appointed know-it-all metalheads or pretentious punk rockers, I quietly chalk it up to their deficient scene knowledge and their obvious need to buy and listen to more records. But of course, that's one of the reasons I do this podcast, to kind of even up the weighing scale, so to speak. I find that despite there being some great blogs out there, some great writers, great websites, there is a deluge, an inextricable amount of idiocy online that often crosses over from being total bullshit to suddenly unmitigated truth. Whether it's flung in our direction or another band's direction, at least I have this platform to straighten shit out, to get on my soapbox and or bang the drum for anything or anyone I find worth noting. And that's why it's such a pleasure to have Dragon on this podcast for a third time. Dragon is the lead guitarist in the Backyard Babies. Recently, back in 2013, he released his first solo album, simply entitled Dragon, and of course co-founded and played lead guitar in the helicopters. After steadfastly refusing to reunite the original Helicopters lineup, this year, 2016, they finally conceded. It seemed fitting since there were anniversaries coinciding, and even though the Helicopters proper only split in 2008, this original lineup, and what is considered to be the essence and spirit of the band and its accompanying scene, hadn't performed together in 18 years. By now, it's old news that the helicopters reunited at this year's Sweden Rock Festival to commemorate the 20th anniversary of their debut classic album, Super Shitty to the Max, and then again for this year's Esquina Rock Festival in Spain. Both festivals are always well curated and well organized. In fact, we've played both festivals a couple of times each. The first time Dragon appeared on this podcast, episode number 54, in 2013, he was on the cusp of launching a new career as a solo artist. It was very fortunate and very exciting to catch him at this moment. Last year, 2015, he returned again on episode number 106, in the middle of a tour, having returned to the Backyard Babies, armed with a new album from the band called 4x4. For this episode, he appears again on the eve of yet another venture, the Helicopters Reunion, kind of bringing it full circle. So while in Stockholm this past June, 
I met up with Dragan at his place, 10 days before the helicopters played Sweden Rock for the reunion show, and hours before an intensive helicopters rehearsal gearing up for said show. As you will hear, Dragan was in good spirits that day, excited and nervous for these helicopters gigs that eventually made everyone summer, played without a hitch, and as and as of now, there is just one more show that they have yet to do at next year's Shock Festival in Belgium. The Shock Festival is a great rock and roll festival that we had the privilege of playing this year with the Nomads, Radio Birdman, and Kid Congo Powers. Anyway, this episode also marks Dragon's third appearance and thus inducts him into the Black Coffee Brigade, a very, very select group of people who have the distinction of being on this podcast three times or more. Other members include, of course, Nick Flanagan, Ole Berlin, our webmaster and caretaker of this podcast, Damian Abraham, Brendan Canning, Duff McKagan, Barrett Martin, Jim Rhoda, Wade McNeil, and JC from our band. I've known Dragon now for 15 years, toured with him, played with him, but hanging with the man is probably my favorite thing to do. Here you get a peek, and now that all the hoopla connected with the helicopter's reunion has died down a bit, I think it's perfect timing to start pumping it up again. Thanks to Blue Mic Microphones and Skull Candy Headphones for supporting the podcast. This podcast supports Chino Loco's restaurants, Nippon Sopa, Strofe Waffles, and Three's Company reruns. Sit back, relax, and enjoy because Dragon is this episode's guest on the official Danko Jones podcast and it starts... Now. The Tango Jones podcast is the best around. Nick Flanagan is Tango's co host. Tell him for free. I'm so glad I like to sometimes. Jimmy in from Fuckdown. Stop playing. Hang down. The Danko Jones podcast is simply superb. Splendidly fine. Wonderfully wild. Very divine. Danko Jones podcast with a finger on the pulse of what's going on culturally in the world. Wait a second. That's not his finger. I feel it's absolutely compulsory for you to listen to the Danko Jones podcast. Many times Liz and I camped out in front of our Fisher 500 hi-fi receiver Hanging on Danko's every word. It's what we used for inspiration when we both starred in Under Milkwood. We even got Peter hooked by the end of the production. Peter O'Toole, that is. <laughs> I implore you to go now and listen to Danko expound on subject matter most of us don't even think twice about. Listen to him. Turn anything into podcast gold. It's simply fantastic. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, get ready because the Danko Jones podcast starts. Yeah! All right, here we go. Yep. I'm in uh, I'm at uh, Stockholm Dragon's place mm-hmm. and the last time I saw you, you were on top of handsome Dick Manitoba's shoulders oh. in Eindhoven for Speed Fest. That's oh. the last time I saw you. Oh. And you were photobombing every photo I took with the dictators. <laughs> I know. I know. 
that, I, was, that I, was a wild night. I've got photos of, of uh, Ross the boss, and then you're in the back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, how's it going, man? This is crazy. This is like, first of all, this is the third time you're on the podcast, yes. which means you are now officially a member of the Black Coffee Brigade, a very esteemed club with members. Exactly. Uh, Damien Abraham from Fucked Up, Brendan Canning from Broken Social Scene, Duff McKagan from Guns N' Roses, Barrett Martin, mm -hmm. uh, just the, the Wade McNeil. The, the list is endless. Not endless. It's actually very short. So congratulations and thank you for being on the podcast for a third time. Thank you, Danko. And it's an honor to be here for the third time. Um, every single time I've noticed uh, we do a podcast, there, it's the start of something new with, with you. The first time was uh, fresh from the studio for your solo album and your upcoming autobiography, which was released. That was two years ago. Last year, you, had, you were in kind of just starting the uh, 4x4 Summer Festival tour with the Backyard Babies reunion tour cycle, etc. And now... Well, because uh, I see your Facebook posts and everything, new helicopters, 12-inch, new reunion, one-off reunion gig at Sweden Rock with the helicopters, man. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be an exciting summer. And, you know, and um, and also, of course, we, we kind of like finishing off the 4x4 Backyard Babies album with, with summer festivals, and we're going to Japan in September. But then I kind of like declare that album as, as dead <laughs> right. and we're going to start with something new you know but it, there's a lot of things i mean you know for me right now it's more digging in because it's like more or less like 10 days until the swedish uh, you know sweden rock festival with the helicopters but i mean i, I didn't think that it should be kind of like easy it's you know it's punk rock but you know um, when we started, you know, some of the we've got we're gonna, you know, it's 20 years since our debut album Super Shitty to the Max came out, uh, so we're gonna celebrate that. So we, we that's like the new shit we're gonna play, and then we're gonna dig into some older stuff because we did tons of like seven inches before we actually, you know, we had a big band meeting back in '96 if we actually gonna do an, uh, a um, uh, an album because we kind of thought it was a sellout thing to do an album <laughs> that was so it's pretty amazing that we actually are headlining Sweden Rock awesome. Festival yeah. So, yeah yeah well um this new 12 inch that uh what's it on psych out records yeah it's on psych out rec your records distributed by sound pollution sound pollution right? yeah uh, and psych out records were you know that was well it's more or less Nicky's label what you know uh, Nick Anderson, the singer, and, um, and that was where we, you know, released our first seven-inch album. I mean, single seven. Right, and these two songs are kind of older songs that you guys have held back from those those super shitty days, right? Yeah, you know, it was, you know, we were thinking, uh, you know, we knew that we were going to do this gig, but at the same time, we were all excited, of course, of doing it, uh, and then it would be fun to release something, but then at the same time, you know, we haven't played for for a long time and then starting to you know write new music and stuff it, i think it's hard to because we're not really in you know in that state of mind as we were in 96 yeah. with super shitty and then it would maybe you know just would feel uncomfortable to i, I don't know you know but then we started to dig but we had a song just before <clears throat> kind of like i i left the band that we uh 
that we always did live, a song called My Mephistophelian Creed. Uh, and I was just like, why, why don't we record it, you know? It was like, you know, worked out really good live. And then we have Robert, a drummer, he was always like a rehearsal geek. He had like a little cassette recorder uh, and he always re like taped our rehearsals. And then he, he, you know, he checked out, I don't know how many, like a tons of tapes. And then he found a song that nobody remembered that we had, yeah. that we rated for the Super Shitty album. Uh, it's called Stop, Don't Stop Now. And then we, so yeah, we, we took those two songs and went in the studio and recorded it like 20 years later. Yeah, and it, the rules were like, you know, that, oh fuck, maybe, I, I shouldn't say that we, you know, but you know, you develop as a songwriter or, or you know, maybe it's like, fuck, it should be like a B there instead of a C, but that, the rules were like, no, no, you gotta keep it yeah. as they were, like in 96. It still is a very, I mean, compared to Super Shitty, it's a very polished mm -hmm. recording yeah. compared to the time period that, you know, produced Super Shitty, but I think the, the songs pretty much stand the test of time, and it's kind of like, I liken this whole thing to like when Kiss kind of did their thing mm -hmm. and it, it still stands the test of that early era mm -hmm. of, of the band. And with you, I think the reunion is, even though the helicopters have only been officially broken up for just a few years, mm -hmm. it's you rejoining Nikki um, that I think is, it's kind of like when, you know, Ace joins up with, with Paul and Gene, mm -hmm. um, that's when people go, oh, it's a reunion. Mm -hmm. uh, rather than, you know, you know, Tommy joining or Eric joining again, or even if Bruce would to rejoin the band, mm -hmm. it would just be like, oh, Bruce is playing with them, rather than it's a reunion. Yeah. So this, I think it really marks uh, something. Mm -hmm. And I think Sweden Rock, you know, you guys are, what, carrying the festival this year, right? Oh, I don't know. Yeah, kind of. I, I, sorry for pressure. No, no, no. <laughs> no, but you know, yeah, but but you know, it, it, to be honest with you, they they've been in contact with us for for a lot of years as well, awesome. asking, yeah. you know, yeah. and we like it's never gonna happen, you know. Right. So at the same time, I gotta like you know, at the same time we we kind of like you know, we thought it would be a sellout to to do an album. Uh, of course, like the it is a money issue involved as well. Uh, they they called and called, and then kind of like me and Nika, we were on tour together with my solo album right. and the Imperial State Legacy. We did a um, co-headline tour in Europe, and then they kind of like didn't offer again, and and we were like, you know, you got to stop it. We won't get out of bed if we won't get. And there's like, finally, they're never gonna call again. And next yeah. morning they called. And said, "Yeah," and we were like, "Fuck, we have a gig." <laughs> All right, let's go. <laughs> yeah, that's great, man. I think, uh, I mean, everybody's talking about it, and I think it'll be a really, really. I wish I was there, but it's. It, I'm sure it'll be fucking phenomenal. I'm sure everybody's. Yeah, you know, every, you know I've, I've done a lot of interviews, and everybody's like, "Hey, it's just a one-off, right?" Ning, blink, blink. You know, like, but but it is just like one show, uh, and nothing else is booked. But you know. Um, you know, for me, the, the helicopters is a very important, you know, uh, you know, I love, I love the guys, you know, it was never, you know, it was never like that we, you know, we had a fallout on each other or anything when I, it was just a luxury problem that, you know, Backyard Baby was flying at the same time and I didn't have time for it. So, of course, I, I'm hoping maybe, you know, you never know in the future if there's going to be, yeah. you know, it depends on how this show 
goes. <laughs> I guess. I know everybody's talking about, oh, this is, uh, and I made the mistake on Instagram yesterday. Go, I said, some, someone said, I can't remember the thread, but I said, yeah, you know, their show, the reunion shows, they're back together. You know, they're doing this, these reunion shows. Mm. And people were like, shows? Yeah. I thought it was just this one show. Yeah, and I'm yeah. like, Oh shit! I don't want to start something, so I had to go back and go. No, it's this one show yeah. on Sweden Rock. Like, yeah. sorry for, yeah. yeah. So, um, but then there's. I think you know what people kind of lose sight of sometimes is you know Nikki's got Imperial State, but you have you know this solo career now, mm -hmm. and uh, with the success of the first album, you are starting the cycle of the f second record, the the follow up. Yeah, you know, I, I thought it, you know, uh, I tweeted it like this is going to be my only album, like something yeah. that I wanted to do. But, you know, um, I have a great time uh, with the Backyard Babies. And, you know, I'm super excited about the helicopters. And actually, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm psyched to, you know, start writing a new solo album as well. So, yeah. Um, it was not something I hated, but, you know... I guess it's, you know, I have kind of like two, like a split personality in that thing. You know, I'm a Gemini, like I'm a June kid. So, you know, I, I enjoy, you know, both of it. I, I enjoy it be, being like, it, 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 it put way more pressure on me, I think, as a solo artist. Because, you know, if like a song turns out to be shit or a mix or whatever, it's my fault. Like, you know, it's my, you know, but with the Backyard Babies, even if I, I am... You know, we're running this together. I can always, you know, blame Johan. It's the bass player's fault, you know, like in a band. And then, and also sometimes, you know, it was uh, when, 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 you know, when success came or something, you don't really have, you know, anyone to celebrate with when you're solo. And when the, you know, when when things goes bad, you, you can't really, you know, I, I, I love, I, that's what I like with being in a team, kind of like in a band as well. Mm -hmm. But I like both things. But, you know, I think that now with, with Backyard Babies, we, we proved the point that, you know, we can kind of like have, have Backyard Babies as some kind of like, I don't know, mothership that you can, and then we can do other stuff apart from that, you know. How was the tour at the end? I mean, I caught you last time you were on here. It was in the middle or you're just starting the cycle and mm -hmm. yeah now that everything's gone through a couple of tours have, have passed all the summer festivals are done um how was it with those guys is it is it going to be now that this cycle's over you're going to start another cycle right away the solo albums here mm, I, I don't really know but you know i think that we're gonna you know we're gonna start right and see what what uh, so there is going to be a writing yeah 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 there's going to be another backyard babies album yeah. for sure uh so yeah, and and you know it's it's kind of like, you know we've been together for such a long time as well, and and uh, and everybody enjoys, you know, being in the band and and you know, it was yeah. a different vibe. Yeah. Uh, when we caught up with you guys at Southside and Hurricane, everyone was more relaxed. Maybe you guys were just so fucking jet lagged from flying everywhere, but. I just noticed everybody was kind of just more relaxed than the last time I saw you guys all together. On yeah, the tour. yeah. It, it's been, you know, 
you know, and everybody, you know, like do, doing this, maybe we talked about it last time, but also like during this, this break from the band, we, it was like four years. Well, people think it's five years, but, you know, we started to write and all that, but more or less like four years from each other, you know. It was not just that we were, you know, roadworn and stuff like that. We, I think that, you know, a lot of, a lot of like socially things has been happening, like during that time as well. People got, you know, married and got kids and... Yeah found a place to live and stuff like before that like since we were like 16 or something we just been on the fucking on tour all the time you know so so i think that people are more like you know comfortable in their lives now and now we can start like in next leg of of backyard babies and nikki's like he's sober now and you know, well i guess that everybody's like I, I can't really cope with you know I think that the day after Speedfest, we we had a day off. So, yeah. did, you, did you need that, Dave? I think so. Yeah. I, I think so too. Yeah. You guys. Um, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> um, so this new solo album is it going to be with Pear again? Is like what's what do you got going on? Because mm. I remember the last time you guys brought us into the studio, and I don't know if I told you, I probably did, but JC and I left the studio fucking charged. We wanted to just drop off the tour and start working on our next record because it was you know it was really cool to listen to all the songs and i thought they were we both thought they were amazing oh thank you yeah, yeah. i i, I want to do this uh, with pear as well uh, and we just need to find time and and uh, but i mean to to to, to uh, nowadays as well you know i think that my, my next record is gonna uh, now when we we've been working together, I think that you know having Pear as like the, the 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 well the producer of it, I don't need to you know just shut off everything else I do and just go in to record in the right. studio. I can kind of like just you know go from here and there and record a little right. bit there and and also I mean you you were one of the few guests yeah on on, on my first solo album, uh, which were you know. You know, my, my first idea was that, I, you know, I was like, oh my God, I can sing this album. I, got, I need to have guest singers and stuff. But then at the same time, it's like, fucking, I wrote some good songs here. And, and you know, I think that to getting maybe more like superstars to guest, it kind of takes the attention of, I really wanted to prove that I can do this by myself yeah. on the first one. But I think that, you know, I, I think that it would be a lot of fun to have more kind of like guests. So... I mean, I haven't started yet, but I'm 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 kind of you know thinking in that direction, um, you know. But I'm more self-confident in my vocals as well now. But you know, maybe you can even have guest drummers, bass players, guitarists, kind of like make it more of a of a that kind of vibe on the next album. I always thought your vocals were amazing, <clears throat> stellar, and uh, exactly what a rock and roll singer should sound like. Oh, you know, and I know all your your. <clears throat> You're kind of like Peter or Ace in the backyard. But you were relegated to you oh, know yeah. you're that one song, but yeah. that one song really, a lot of times was one of my favorites off the whole entire record. So, yeah. but I know you also said to me, and it kind of resonated with me because I was like, ah, is that what? It got me moving actually yeah. um, <laughs> when you said you don't want to be handcuffed to the mic stand. Yeah. And I'm like, am I? And then I'd see 
like shows of ours, I'm like, I'm fucking handcuffed to the mic stand. Yeah. So I, I try as much as I can to like go in the middle of yeah, the stage. Yeah, yeah. Hey, but when you said that to me uh, on one tour we did together, I, I it really I was like, fuck, he's kind of right. Like, uh, you know, I, I, am I not? Is that something that I'm not kind of aware of? Mm-hmm. And I wasn't really that aware. Now I'm very self-conscious about it. If I'm, if I'm on the mic stand too much, yeah, yeah I, I need to walk over. Even the last show we played, yeah. I, it was the first show in four months. Yeah. And I just, I was right by the mic stand. Yeah. And I, I was like, fuck, I gotta, I, gotta get, I gotta get over to JC sites. I finally did it. And I almost flubbed the first line of the song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. Re- it's a tough thing. Yeah, yeah, it is. So, um, but so, but but also in, in in this break we had for four years, I, I joined Michael Monroe's band oh, and I recorded. Fuck, yeah, that? yeah. I recorded and, and wrote together with the guys uh, the album Horns and Halos. Yeah. Uh, and Which then was his return. I mean, yeah. Much splash return. Big yeah. splash. Uh, and that was a great experience too because and then I was you know feeling so because then I was only playing guitar and a little backup vocals and I I love that. Uh, and then at the same time, I wanted to show that I can sing. You know, it's kind of like, yeah. yeah. I think there's a contingent of everybody, of, of people yeah. who follow what you do, myself included, that we're just going, yeah, yeah. just get on the fucking mic now. Yeah. Just start, to, yeah, no, start doing it. it, it yeah, has, yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, I think it, it has something to do, even if we don't want to say it, like you're a lead singer, uh, I became some, some kind of a, you know, I'm there as well, and and you know, uh, but to be honest with you, when I was a kid, I always wanted to be a drummer, but yeah. I, 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 somewhere in my head, I understood that you know I, I can't get that. Same here. That, that 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 you know you know I can't sit back there. It's impossible for me, yeah. even though I, I, you know, I'm a drum freak. That's what I am. You know. I always so, watch uh, the drummer. Yeah. Watching Peter is. Yeah, this. yeah, yeah. So yeah. With that said, you know, I think there's some kind of an ego that wants to get out you know to i think you and i would be the same if you're in the drums stand up yeah walk around the kit (laughs) i think lars ulrich yeah he's the one drummer i see stand up the most i'm like dude just grab the mic yeah yeah no i i hear you man i think a lot i think there's like always tension between a drummer and a front man at least Mm -hmm. i've felt it in our band we've gone through many drummers but i feel like the drummer always wants to be the front man Mm. And uh, I don't think it works the other way too much. Because once you have a taste of the front, yeah. you're like, oh, the drums are... I, but I'm not sitting in the back there. Yeah, exactly. So there is, that, there is that push and pull, I think. But I mean, everything I've been doing now, I'm so like spoiled with playing with, with great, what I think great drummers. As in, you know, like Nicky Anderson, with, he did my solo thing. And, and, you know, like Robert with the helicopters and Peter. Yeah. Three. Carl Rockfist and Michael Monroe and stuff like yeah. that. But sometimes when I've been guesting, where where there's a great drummer, but he doesn't really like fly, or he just doing, he doesn't have any personality. I I also be, become a worse guitarist, I think. So so you know, I, I don't know if if my style. I mean, I I'm always like I, I treat myself almost like they always talk about bass players and drummers, you know, as the rhythm. But you know, I I'm. You know, if there's some connection with me, it's always with the drummer. Yeah. So I'm thinking a lot of like, you know, my guitar playing is always connecting a lot with what the drums are playing. Yeah, I feel it too. I feel it too. You, yeah. I can really steadily see how uh, I, I didn't have a good time when the drums were 
not up to my yeah standard yeah um, so yeah I guess it's like going around with the fucking the nicest car you have and you can shut up but you know when they when you push that fucking gas pedal it doesn't move you yeah know? no it's a you good, know it's, it's it's like the the fucking engine of the whole thing yeah that know? yeah that's a good way of putting it yeah I feel that too. Is there anything going on with Michael Monroe? Like what's... No, well, I mean, you know, we, we still be in contact with all the guys. So, you know, um, I guess, that, you know, some of the guys from Michael Monroe, hopefully, if they want to, you know, is going to be including it, you know, included in my next solo album. Uh, and we always said that, you know, if if we can find time, I, I, I would more than love to, you know, be involved riding with them and stuff. Because it's the same thing, it was not nothing to have with the fallout or anything, you know. Michael knew already when I, you know, took the job as his guitarist that Backyard Babies is going to be back and I'm going to have, you know, and then I have to. But now I, I left it over to another Toronto guy, I think, like Rich Jones from Black Halo. Yeah, I think he's uh, Maybe Vancouver. Vancouver, Vancouver. yeah, yeah. The Black I think the Black Halo guys... They're scattered everywhere. They yeah, there's yeah. some guys in Toronto, some guys yeah. out in BC. Yeah. I think I met one recently, but I can't. They, they did yeah. a reunion tour, I think, in in Spain, like the Black Halos did a Spanish just tour. in Spain. Yeah, because yeah, rock in, lives yeah. in Spain. Yeah, 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 yeah. So now, what happens when when you come up with a riff for a riff on guitar, and you're like, "This is a great riff." Do you slot it? Do you know which which now that you have these multiple um, yeah. Paths like what do you do? Like what's that? What's does it, is that a crisis in in, in a way? No, it, it's it's not because you know I I think I just throw it in into that you know whatever it, whatever project is closest. You could feel like oh I could hear Nikki, yeah. but I can fucking no. But I mean to, to, I can to nail really it too. stretches like black and white. It, it's more you know, uh, I. You know, I'm growing up listening to a lot of black music, like, you know, blues music and Delta, like, you know, Robert Johnson and, you know, John Lee Hooker and all that. And maybe, I mean, even with, you know, like for Back Your Babies and even, you know, what we were with the helicopters, Sonic Punk, like, you know, I, that kind of thing, I could never really, that kind of songwriting. And I did that for like Flat Tire on the Muddy Road on my solo right. album. Right. So I don't know. Maybe I'm right. gonna start, you know, go somewhere more that I can't do with, you know, back your babies. So. The flat tire, that album, or that song. When you played that for me and John, yeah. JC, in yeah. the studio, yeah. like ah, uh, I was like, holy fuck, uh, this oh. is it. Yeah. And oh. you are gonna continue in that vein. That's a good. Yeah, I think you know. Decision. And, and that's that's something that I you know always wanted to do as well, uh, and um, yeah. You know, it sounds. It sounds. I think it's it's time to kind of like, you know, I don't know. Blues is kind of like almost like a word that you know almost is you know has a reputation as rap metal in a way. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, know people exactly like like you, you know like blues, but hey, blues it's the fucking it's the coolest fucking thing yeah. you can play, but it's not easy to to you know. Uh, I think it's so been what? it's been appropriated and it's just been suburbanized yeah I know yeah. 
Yeah, I mean the blues band. It's like, but there's no fucking blues in your blues it's band. It's a shopping you know? mall. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. And and uh, it's been kind of like, what do you call it, watered out in a yeah. way, you know? So like um, accountants who ride Harleys on the weekends in a leather jacket. Exactly. Yeah. So I think that you know that might be a mission to take take it back. Yeah, right? flat tire. I mean, oh my god. Like yeah, on so many levels, it was such a great. Yeah, and it, yeah, you know, now I think about it, it wouldn't have belonged on a Backyard Babies no, album. No. It would only belong on your album. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that's such a great road to, oh man. No, I just, I, I looked at your solo album. I remember that. I, when we, you played it to us in the studio, and I was like, wow, this, he's got everything in front of him. He can go anywhere yeah, now. Yeah. And it was, uh, I was envious of that because mm-hmm. we were stuck in, in the situation we were in at the time, uh, it, we it, we weren't a happy band, mm-hmm. and uh, I just saw you with everything in, laid out in yeah, front yeah, of you. It was yeah. it was a it was great for I was happy for you, and I was happy that um, the solo album and the book you know did what it did yeah. for you, and it was it was great. But that is what I'm hoping for is is a continuation of that. That yeah. that would be cool. Yeah. I, I, yeah. But I mean, you know, everybody's kind of like, you know, you got to like look at the the whole music industry as, you know, I'm looking at it as not half empty, it's half full, you know, like in a positive way. Because, you know, when we started the Back Your Babies back in 89, it was either, you know, more like you're either into that kind of, you know, music or genres or, you yeah. know, like, and then it feels like that the... A sad thing, I think, is that if if we call them the kids or whatever, like the, the fan, or, or kind of like they, they, everything goes so fast now. Like that, they, they are, they don't listen to albums. They, you know, it's, it's more like songs and stuff. But I think that's just like everything comes in trends. I guess you know. Um, I think that if you look at the mu- movie industry, as well as you know, music industry, when 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 you know when I was growing up, it was kind of like. I was young and I was like, fuck these, you know, the, you thought that the movies were kind of like slow and running like, and, the, and then, you know, like that whole thing with like, you know, Jonas Oakland and music videos and it was like fucking thousand clips per second, you know, like that thing was for years and, and, and like a, a movie was like one and one and a half hour and, and it was so much fast clips and stuff and now it, kind of with Netflix and all the TV series, like now we're back to almost like the, the 50s, 60s again with like, long fucking scenes with nothing really happening you know right and i think that that might be i don't think you know i think that kids when they find whatever like the album format again i think they, they're gonna get back to listening to albums i hope you're right yeah i hope you're right um but i mean i i don't know now we're kind of like sliding out of the subject but I, i'm thinking that what was i thinking fucking hell uh, yo yeah that, that they kind of like it's not just you know kids they're not listening to album that much, uh, but but you know they, it's not you know they they could fucking listen to Poison ID and and you know it, it, you know be you know digging some NWA and uh, you know like they're not so like when I was growing up it was either you listen to Kiss and Motley Crue you can't listen to anything else you know yeah. and that's a good sign for me because I I I enjoy a lot of different kind of music as long as it's good you know yeah. No, I, I agree. But then I go, I go. Do you know how fucking hard it was to listen to this music yeah. that you guys just walk right through yeah. and listen to it? I mean, yeah. I'd uh, you know, 
not hide what I listened to sometimes, but I didn't exactly tell everybody. No, no, no. it was more you know? like, you know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And I, I see, like, with the vinyl explosion and everything, I mean, it's great. It's keeping the album format alive. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I'm like, yeah, but... But it's Beatles also like a lot of these, like even with helicopter, I, I wonder how many that actually are spinning on 45. You know, it's a, it, it's a lot of them are, you know, dusted in some bookshelf. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a there's a great Instagram uh, uh, thing, that, and it's called Punk Rock, the Punk Rock News, uh -huh. and it's just fake. Fake headlines. Uh -huh, okay. So, so there's one guy. It's a picture of a guy with a turntable, and he goes, "Purchased uh, after years of buying vinyl, purchases first yeah. turntable." Like, you know, that's the kind of sentiment I think people yeah. have yeah. with vinyl. But for me, it was, I didn't. It's not furniture to me, or, or something to put on the wall. It's, it's, um, uh, because it was. It used to be the cheapest way to to buy music because yeah. you could buy four records for twenty bucks. Mm -hmm. And yeah. now you can't even buy a record for 20 bucks. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. it kind of, it's increased in value. Like I realized my collection just suddenly, I bought it thinking that I was, it was going to decrease in value. And then suddenly I was like, holy shit, this thing must be worth yeah, yeah. four times more than when I bought it. Yeah. So, And I, I have another, it, it might be a little uh, like, you know, hippie thinking, but you know, since I became a father as well, it, it's kind of like, if I fucking d drop dead in one hour here, you know, like, you know, fathers out there or musicians even, like, okay, they listen to Spotify or whatever the stream services. And then, you know, you don't really left anything. Like, when the kids are growing up, it's like, what, what was my dad? What, what was his music? You know, like, are they going to find some fucking hard drive or like a link what they were like listening to? You know, it's kind of like, you know, something that you leave after yourself, that they, something, you know, like a physical thing yeah. to, it's more of a, you know, uh, like your legacy in a way like yeah no i i, I can see that and, and plus if you leave it on a drive i found my grandfather's old uh, spotify account and i you know and then it's like oh he was listening to you know yeah. what's this folder triple xxx yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. beside the music folder yeah yeah exactly uh, yeah and, and i could see all the all, all the vinyl you have and i know that this vinyl gets played yeah you know does. like yeah, i know actually, that since uh, since, uh, you know, I got married, uh, half of it is actually sold or I, I did, a re I did like a really, you know, I was like, you know, like kill your darlings when I moved to this place as well, selling these, selling this. And, and then when you look at it, like my fucking CD records are in a big fucking just, I don't know when I opened that the last time. So CD for me is actually totally dead. If there's nothing on, it's not that, you know, I'm complaining. I love, as a touring musician, I actually love stream music as well. Because, you know, it's, it's instant in a good way. Like, if, if you and me are, you know, talking about some new band or whatever, like when it was, you know, when you had to go out and buy that, you know, in three days I forgot about the name of the band. Yeah. And, you know, you have to get, do it. Now I can, like, instant check them out, you know. Yeah. And also when you, you tour, you know, I remember... We actually had a vinyl player with us on tour in the beginning. Really? Then, yeah, yeah. Um, back in the back lounge. And then, you know, you had like a fucking, or, you know, like a big DJ bag with your stage yeah. clothes. You know, you don't, you don't really have to do that anymore. But I mean, I, I buy records as well on tour, but, but uh, um, it, it's, it's convenient for, for a music, for, for a music, touring musician that you have like everything in your 
laptop or iPhone or phone. Yeah, I mean, I, I still buy CDs. Yeah. I still, because, because I can, but I, then I only to import it into my computer and yeah. have it on iTunes so when I'm on tour, I can I just I bought one it. of these new fucking computers and I was shocked when I came on. So I said, it's so lightweight. It's like, oh my God, where's yeah. the C? There was no C. What, what, uh, that's the worst fucking thing they've done, like yeah, Apple. Yeah, I, I think so too. If you're it's a Mac an extended, user. Uh, I oh. bought the um, yeah, so you can plug extended it C, uh, CD player, yeah. which sucks. Yeah. Because I don't, I don't think it's very well made. Um, but if it's the only way I can do it, then yeah, I'll do it. And it, it's very inexpensive compared to the yeah, rest yeah. of the computer. I think yeah. they sell it for eighty bucks. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So it's, yeah. it's you could tell they're just like trying to phase it out. Yeah. And when they do, I guess my CDs are I'm fucked. Yeah. But what are you gonna do? I'm sure I'm sure they'll come up with some sort of thing. Just the way yeah. you can import cassettes into yeah. your computer. Yeah. So. No, but with that said, I think like in, in uh, like 100 years from now, I can swear that you can still go out and buy an LP. Ah. I think a vinyl, but I I don't think that the, you know like they you know CDs. I think that you know that kind of like thing is over because it's not that I hate CDs. I th- I just think it's it's not like a uh, it's not such a hundred percent kind of piece of art that a vinyl is yeah no i i agree the plastic casing how easy it gets broken it's 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 yeah it's not attractive if a a a record is really i mean it's so and i grew up in that era when people would when i was a kid i'd see older like teenagers Mm -hmm. you know with records under their arms and i've all i've always been charmed by by that and so i i still i still love doing it i mean but yeah i mean i i I try to play records, you know, two or three a day. Yeah. You know, it's it's hard, but it especially when you're on tour. But and with an iPad and iTunes, it's yeah. easy to just you know go yeah. in. But yeah. I mean, I buy just as much records as I did back then. Mm-hmm. You know, it just takes a longer time to get to them. Yeah. There's a stack of to listen. <laughs> I have a crate yeah. right by my record player of yeah. to listen to crate that I have to still go th- go yeah. through. So, but yeah, yeah. But yeah, man. Oh, it's nice to to be here in your in your uh, at at your place here in in Stockholm. It's fucking it's cool. Glad to have you here. Thanks, man. Well, this has been great. I'm glad we touched base while yes. I'm in Stockholm and Always right great seeing on the you. eve of the helicopters reunion. Now this is gonna air after yeah. you guys have played. So yeah. I will say that was a great show, man. Yeah. I saw it on YouTube. Thank you. It was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Cool, man. Fuck, great. And I look forward to uh, the new record, the fucking, the, the new solo album, and God knows what else is yeah. coming down through the pipe. Thanks, man. Thank you. Awesome. And thank you. You are now the newest member of the Black Coffee Brigade. Yeah.